We are reading in the books of Baras, in the writings of Baras Sulam, the article from my flesh, I shall see God. From my flesh, I shall see God. Headline qualification for the nurturing of the soul. It is impossible to sustain one's body in the world without a certain amount of knowledge about the corporeal nature, such as knowing which drugs are lethal and what things burn or harm, as well as knowledge and assessment of what is in one's friend's heart, without which it is impossible to exist in the material world. Just so man's soul cannot exist in the next world until it has acquired a certain amount of nature of the systems of the spiritual worlds, their changes, couplings, and generations. We discern three periods in the body. The first is from the time of birth, when one has no knowledge whatsoever, and all that is required to know in order to exist comes from the father and the mother, and one is sustained by their keeping and wisdom. This is the first state of Katnut. The second is when a person has grown and acquired some knowledge. At that time, one can keep from things that harm one's body through joint keeping, that of parents and that of one's own. This is the second Katnut. The third is the state of Gedlut, when one has acquired sufficient knowledge for life to look after oneself enough to survive. At that time, one departs the authority of one's father and mother and acquires autonomy. This is the third state of Gedlut. Likewise, concerning the soul, a person reincarnates until one acquires the wisdom of truth in full. Without them, the soul cannot reach its full level. It is not that the knowledge one has acquired raises the level of the soul. Rather, it is the soul's inherent nature that it will not grow by its own effort before it has acquired the knowledge of the spiritual nature. Its growth depends on the measure of its knowledge. The reason this is so is that it could grow without knowing, 
it would be harmed. Like an infant who is ignorant and cannot walk, if it could walk on its feet, it would throw itself into a fire. However, growth comes primarily through good deeds, which depend on attaining the wisdom of truth. And both the knowledge and the good deeds depend on attaining the wisdom of truth. And for the above reason, both come together. This is the meaning of if you know not, go forth, go forth and see. Therefore, each complete soul attains all the souls from Adam Rishon to the end of correction. As one perceives one acquaintances and neighbors, and according to one's knowledge, guards oneself from them or connects and lives with them. And it is not surprising that one attains all the souls since spirituality does not depend on time or place and there is no death there. Continue. Headline, body and soul. Everybody is impatient and ill-tempered, for its livelihood is through incarnations through the seven years of famine and the seven years of abundance. It is an inexorable law that the years of famine cause the years of abundance to be forgotten, and the body reincarnates between them like stones that have been ground by water, and another plate always around it. It imagines that one's friend is happy and content. This c- comes because at its basis the soul is ground between the good inclination and the evil inclination. It incarnates between them, at times feeling relief by surrounding good inclination and at times suffers an additional plight from the surrounding evil inclination. Yes. Title, Obtaining Knowledge in the Corporeal and in the Spiritual. The connection between the body and the soul is only that in the former, things happen to it naturally and by themselves. And in the latter, they happen through work and joint relation between the spiritual and the corporeal. The advantage of the spiritual over the corporeal is that in the corporeal there is reality even without attaining all the incidents similar to the perception of an infant who does not 
know the reason for the thing and will also not eat something that is harmful to it. But in the spiritual, no reality is attained prior to knowing the events and their outcomes. To the extent of the knowledge of the events, so the attainments of one's greatness and the attainments of the surrounding spiritual reality. Again. Again, obtaining knowledge in the corporeal and in the spiritual. The connection between the body and the soul is only is only that in the former, things happen to it naturally and by themselves. And in the latter, they happen through work and joint relation between the spiritual and the corporeal. The advantage of the spiritual over the corporeal is that in the corporeal there is reality even without attaining all incidents. Similar to the perception of an infant who does not know the reason for the thing and will also not eat something that is harmful to it. But in the spiritual, no reality is attained prior to knowing the events and their outcomes to the extent of the knowledge of the events. So is the attainment of one's own greatness and the attainment of the surrounding spiritual reality. Revelation of the works of the Creator in concealment. Then I was by him as a master craftsman, and I was daily a delight. Our sages interpret it to mean that prior to the days of the Messiah, when receiving proselytes, the craftsman comes out toward them, and each craftsman plays with them. On the first day, he reveals the light. On the second, he makes a firmament, etc. These are the six work days, and all the lights in resting on the seventh day, placing it sanctity and blessing to the worlds. This is the meaning of what our sages said, that prior to bringing the first fruit, all the craftsmen stand before them. That is, precisely when they are called wise. However, the craftsmen do not stand before disciples of the wise, Come and see how great is a commandment in its time. The merit of the Shabbat is that in it is the blessing and the holiness to correct all the weekdays. Although it seems as though the correction depends on the workdays and not on the days of rest, in which one does not work at all, it is not so. 
Rather, the blessing and the holiness of Shabbat corrects the weekdays. Indeed, each correction seemingly requires work. But in truth, the power of the Creator appears in full only in concealment. For when the power of concealment disappears from the world, perfection promptly appears by itself. And as one who throws one's staff to the firmament, the staff flies up because the power of the thrower in is in it. Therefore, the entire duration of the flight is attributed to the power of the thrower. Also, the strength of the thrower appears at that time. Conversely, during its whole return and fall towards the earth, the power of the thrower is not attributed to the fall at all. Rather, it returns to its root by itself without any assistance. Similarly, the work of the Creator is apparent in all concealments. But in the return to wholeness, no work or power are required because in the absence of the preventing force, it returns to its root and wholeness by itself. This is the meaning of, and God rested on the seventh day, for in it he rested from all his work. That is, on that day the power of the work of the Creator was removed from the world, after having worked to establish in it in its current form throughout the work days. But on the seventh day, no power worked, but it was left alone, as it was written, I will take away from my hand. Thus, naturally, the force of wholeness is imprinted specifically on that day so that the power of concealment will not work here. We have nothing else here, right? Yes, Dudi. I wanted to ask a more general question about the way the lesson is kind of being carried out. Yeah. Yesterday, Akoka and myself, uh, already for a long time, the lessons have been upgraded. There's a new form of connection, and we're mostly reading. We read Rabash, we read Tess. Now we've read so many discernments, and each kind of needs to interpret from himself and to understand himself, and you're opening it less, leaving us room to learn from Rabash, from Barasulam. Wait, wait, what could I add here? He writes things that are clear and they're sliced. I'm convinced there's plenty to add and open and scrutinize and chew. I feel that whatever you hear, 
you add each one according to their qualities. So that's actually the question towards our work now during the lesson. What's the correct work with the sources? Because this is actually the, the focus, the focal point to read and complete and to be accepting of what I'm understanding. Look, there are sources that we must go through together and interpret them and discuss them, ask and answer. But there are sources that we read and they enter us from the way we relate to the source. And here... I'm not pressuring you that you need to answer and discuss it and understand every detail. That's not what it's written for. Yeah. What's the correct attitude towards the source? How do you approach such a source in Barzalam to take the max out of it? Just get inspired by it. Just inspiration. Sometimes it's some knowledge, but actually it's just an impression. And the expectation that Rav will open, even from the habit that we were... What can I add here? Here, give me, give me an example. Not necessarily about this specific text, also about texts that we studied and read. We simply read, we go through... Sources and no, and test that's clear, it's a different explanation. We need to read, you can also listen to the way Rabasha interpreted tests. It's all in the archive, right? No, I don't think you could do more than that. If so, so ask. What correct preparation does there need to be in order to be impressed correctly from the text? To get inspired from the text, meaning to be adhered to the text. To be adhered to it. Meaning what's written is, I want to be in it, connected to it, get inspired from it. And to understand, that's the last thing. Because that's not the way you advance. Right now, oh, I need to feel this uh, godly matter. I just need to be tight with the text. Understand, don't understand, doesn't matter. Be inspired, whatever it does to me. Yeah, that especially. What about knowledge, nevertheless, uh, understanding the content? That's to the extent that you want to extract the content from what you hear, please. That's given to you. Thank you. Ken, David. Ba'al Sulam describes here the creator being 
revealed, the force of the Creator being revealed in the six days of work, and on the Sabbath, His force is not being revealed, and it all returns to its root naturally. Yeah. And that's understood. It's also what's being described in the first chapter of Genesis. Uh, but the state of the created beings, it's not so clear because we actually experience it the other way around. And during the six weeks, uh, days of the week, we don't feel the creator. And we say that when we come to the Sabbath, then there will be a feeling of the creator. So can you explain why for us it's the opposite of it? There still isn't a connection between for us between the six days and Sabbath. At the moment. At the moment, we can awaken those six days, meaning the lights, special lights that come to the soul and each soul and work on it. And on Shabbat, that it's already revealed the deed from within the soul. When the deed is revealed from the soul, is the Creator revealed in, felt in it? Yes. Specifically in that. So theoretically, when a person develops in this process and does feel that he's awakening the six days of work, uh, then the Creator is concealed seemingly as far as he's concerned. Yeah. It sound, sounds like from the side of the Creator, it's already the Sabbath because a person returns to the root during that period. It's like when the Creator is on, in rest, we're working, how does this work? Are we speaking about a person attaining? Yes, I want to scrutinize uh, generally when a created being uplifts himself, arises above, it means that he's returning to his root. According to what Barasalam writes here, it's already the Sabbath from the side of the Creator. So I'm trying to understand here, what does it mean that the whole act of the created being is only on the Sabbath? Right. The six work days is only a preparation. So I need to understand that right now it's uh, the seventh day, the Sabbath, and it's the, the place for the created being to rise up. Very interesting. It's a result of the six work days. Yeah. Rav, I wanted to continue the questions of Dudi. When we read the sources, and we simply read and read and read more and read more, what does the ability to open the source depend upon? As much as you are adhered to the Creator, to the writer, to the text, to what's behind the text, the connection between the text and the writer. How do you work with questions and answers that you simply just read the source? Where do you do it without receiving answers? I try to be adhered to the source. 
And uh, what he says, the source for me, it supposedly comes from above. So when you read the source, are you in questions towards the source, or are you simply reading and that's the truth? No, so I have questions, but these questions, I try to connect them to states that I go through, through the sources. Let's say when we're reading the source and then we ask you questions, so you answer answers. And this way we open up even more. Now when there are stages where we read a lot, where does the question, where do the questions enter here? Because we're asking questions from you or? I don't know. Rabash, Balasulam, how do we open it even more? That which is written. It's all about personal attainment as much as each and every one wants to neutralize himself and receive an influence bestow from above what does the ability to self-neutralize depend upon how do you neutralize yourself what does it depend upon I don't want to belong to it with my will to receive how do I you're speaking about the sources. Of course. How do you approach them? What is to approach them without the desire to receive? How do you approach the source? I can say each one according to the way he yearns by reading the sources to reach adhesion with the Creator. I'll say where I'm asking it from because it feels like there's new work that I seemingly have to do a revision on how I kind of correspond with the source, with the friends, with everything. Right. And I don't know how to kind of place myself in this new state precisely. It'll come on its own. You need to yearn with a question mark on what am I supposed to do, and in that way you'll get an answer to. That's how you learn. Thank you, Rev. I hear what you're saying, which answered Dudi and Rui. I feel that the more I'm adhered to the text, I'm need Rav more. I would even say that even the more I'm adhered to the text, I feel like I need to hear the questions of the friends. And on the other hand of things, uh, if I don't need to see the source, I, I don't feel a need for all of that. Yeah. So what, let's say we read the article right now. I felt that if I don't hear you now saying something about it, something is missing for me. Uh, it's, uh, this is how I feel. How do you work with that? Meaning, 
And then what happens, I'm sorry, one moment, uh, what happens as a result is that I, when I don't hear you, I lose the ability to be connected to the text. This desire is connected to the text. I see it dissipates if you don't get involved in there, if you're not there. We need to ask more and more and not be afraid that after the questions you lose the text. Your questions are what ascend upward and cover the Creator. I don't know if I'm saying it clearly, but that's what happens. Yeah. I think I heard another thing about questions. There's also a need in the question beyond the scrutiny towards a connection with the upper one, a connection with you, meaning I want a certain need for a connection with the Rav awakens in me, and therefore I rise and ask a question. All these things are actually building the relationship with the Creator as it goes through you. And in this new f- form of study, I don't know, it feels really like it's missing. Like Ray said, I don't know where to place myself in this thing. Ken. These questions need to be gathered and to raise them up to the Creator. To the Creator. He can answer them all together. That's it. Okay, what are you all looking at me like that? No. In all the processes that we talked about in the last 20 minutes, what's the role of the 10? Just the way we learned, eventually, a person receives through the tent. That's correct, but practically, uh, we can't talk about the articles. There aren't too many words. And you're recommending to simply read them as a preparation for the next day, because it's not exactly clear what's the work in the tent, what's the study together. We talk a lot about the... uh, that's what I'm asking what's the role of the ten the role of the ten is to help each and every person go through his path towards a person and connect all those deficiencies demands concerns man and mud toward the creator what the ten can stabilize that's how they come closer to the general correction 
Thank you. I have another question that's been with me for a long time, if you want to answer it. What is the study together in the group? How do you study together? Two? No, not two. Uh, how do we study as a ten together? We talked about the study before Rav, but what's the study in the group together in friendship? Studying in Chavruta, in a group, in friendship, studying together. That there are people that are able to bestow to upon the ten and usually through them the study receives a response the right response to what they get from the book I can't say more right now because we're not in this yet we're not in it yet but when time will come you'll get also all the vessels in your hands and you'll be able to connect and disconnect assemble, disassemble the tens in all kinds of ways and build every time a different Merkava, different chariot of it thank you Continue what Levon started to ask. Can we say that the ten gives a vector and power of the direction that each of us, meaning the article is aiming us to the Creator through the author, but how much I connect to this precisely and with power is according to the vector that the ten is giving? Can we say it that way? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I have nothing else to offer. If you want to keep going a bit so we have time. Did we finish this uh, part of uh, revealing the... Yes, we completed that heading. What heading? We finished that paragraph. Yes, that part we did. So, let's see a bit more. Let's learn another part. Attaining the spiritual form. Yes. It is likewise in attaining the spiritual form, the attaining errs in its two forms. One, that it will not be imaginary whatsoever. Two, that its attainment will be beyond any doubt, just as one does no doubt, one does not doubt one's own existence. The title spiritual indicates that it is resembled to the wind, ruach in Hebrew, as 
Although the wind has no edge, similitude, or appearance, no person doubts its existence, since one's life depends on it. If the wind is sucked out of a house, should an animal be taken there, it will die. Hence, its existence is obvious, for it is one's life. And from, from corporeal, we can understand the spiritual. The essence of the inner mind is similar to the interior of the body which is called the soul of every flesh, regarded as a being with its deficiency. Likewise, the internality of the mind, called the intellectual soul, is also a deficient being. And from the corporeal we can understand the spiritual, the essence of the inner mind is similar to the interior of the body, which is called the soul of every flesh, regarded as being with its deficiency. Likewise, the internality of the mind, called the intellectual soul, is also deficient beings. It is so because such a being that feels its existence feels its deficiencies. This is not so in animals which are completely devoid of that perception and are completely devoid of the intellectual soul and its internality. Because of this, they feel its deficiency to the extent required for their physical existence. Its vitality is measured by the extent of the consistency of the cessation of lack, and if it does not feel a lack, it cannot feed itself and continue to exist and it dies. Moreover, its size and health depend on the sensation of the lack, like the corporeal body, where the healthier also has a greater appetite and therefore eats more, and thus grows bigger and healthier. A question about the deficiency. Also in Rabash's article, and here too we read that the revelation of the action of the Creator is in concealment, that the correct deficiency is actually what's concealed. The correct deficiency what? It is what the Creator is hiding from us. Yeah. And we are constantly seeking a filling so how to connect what the Creator hides, the concealment actually, to be more aimed towards the revelation of the deficiency and that the correct deficiency for us is the filling. We also read this with Rabash, 
I think Haggai uh, related to this in the first part. So, what are you asking? I'm asking how to be aimed towards the correct deficiency. How to feel the quality of the Creator specifically in the correct deficiency and not in the filling. Ken. Yes. This is what he writes, that the need for attaining the emanator. No. Let's read it. The need to attain the emanator. You must still know the lack that the intellectual soul feels let me tell you that it is the need to attain its emanator for it is engraved in its nature to crave to know its emanator and creator since it feels its own existence that is, it has been prepared by default to search what is above. It cannot be said that this lack is not defined in attaining its emanator, but that it rather pursues all the secrets and wishes to know about supernatural things and incarnations and about what is in one's friend's heart and so forth. This is not according to the rule that I have written above, that the internality of the matter is that which does not extend oneself. If it were, a lack for attainment would be depicted only in its maker. But it is clear that only this attainment is an internal lack, which is not called an offshoot, but an inquiry in the creatures is an extension towards others. For had there not been creations in the world, such as if it were the only creation, it would not have been pursuing to attain them whatsoever. Attaining its emanator is a deficiency towards itself. And this is its being. That is, it feels itself as an emanated being. All its events aim toward it, and this is the deficiency that it feels. 
that it will be able to attain its emanator. And to the extent that it perceives that vision, we can actually measure the size of its own body. The last sentence here is uh, really flipped around. But attaining its emanator is a deficiency towards itself. Okay. No. Well, we'll continue some other time. Yes, Akoka. You have something to ask? No. From beginning to end, one question. None? Yes. How is it that how to make the leap that what a person lacks is actually the greatness of the Creator, His importance, in order to attain the vessels of bestowal? No. Well, you want to connect through all of creation, build a bridge through all of creation. That's the advice that he repeats each time. Also, that a person feels that his own lacks. He sees he has no vessels of bestowal. And then he can come to despair to say, I don't have deficiencies for bestowal. I don't have deficiencies to love the friends or to not love myself. And here he says that what he lacks is the greatness of the Creator. Yes. But he feels that he's lacking vessels of bestowal. Yes. So he's told, concentrate on the the greatness of the Creator. That will bring you vessels of bestowal. Yeah. So when a person is immersed in not having the vessels of love of friends, he feels he doesn't have those vessels and he's unworthy and that he can come to despair. So how to understand that this is specifically his place to ask for faith in the Creator, that he is now close to him, and he now will fill everything. Except for prayer, What's in your hands? Prayer for what? That's the question. What are you asking for? Because the person asks for vessels of bestowal, for what he feels. He feels he doesn't have those vessels. He doesn't have those vessels of love of friends. So he doesn't. It's really your inner deficiency, your central deficiency. Exactly. Even that's not really... Of course not. 
And he says, moreover, jump, ask for the greatness of the Creator. Ask. If you'll have the greatness of the Creator, that will give you the vessels of bestowal. Yeah. How can you ask for this thing that is even even more of not lacking? Greatness of the Creator, you can imagine if it's, as if it's lacking. Because according to that, you can advance, you can discover everything, you can see everything, you can attain everything. Okay. So it's clear to us that we need to advance more and more. We'll continue tomorrow. Our schedule for today, Monday, at 11.10, we will have the news program. At noon, we will have the afternoon lesson. At 5.30, we're reading the study of Pensilot. And at 7.30 p.m., we're reading the Zohar. And we'll conclude with a song. Thousands of years in the darkness we roam Chasing a whisper that's guiding us home So many miles searching for a sign To break free from these cages of time Is there some place beyond all the noise? A sweet silence behind